This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host Snigdha and today I'm super stoked to introduce to you two reporters from the region that I call home. We have Shraddha Chhetri who is the principal correspondent with Times of India Delhi. Hi Shraddha. Hi. How are you doing? I am very good, thank you. How about you guys? Not too bad, not too bad. And we have Pankaj Dungel. He is uh, the Sikkim correspondent for East Mojo. Hi Pankaj. Hello. Hi. Uh, thank you so much both of you for finding time to do this. Uh, I wanted to say this in Nepali. News laundry ma tapai arko dere dere swagat sa. Dhanyavad. Okay. So, um, before I begin the podcast, I want to tell all the new listeners about News Laundry. We are a 100% ad-free news platform and we need your support to stay afloat. So, please subscribe to us and pay to keep news free. You can go to our website, newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. So, let me quickly give a short intro of uh, both of you. Uh, Shraddha, as I mentioned earlier, she works for Times of India. She specializes in the education beat. She's also worked with HD and Indian Express. Shraddha was born and brought up in Gidabling, a small village in Kalimpong in West Bengal. And Pankaj initially started as a sports writer for Star Sports and Hotstar, and he covered the 2015 Cricket World Cup. But in 2016, he decided to go back home and he began working with Sikkim Express as a staff reporter. And uh, though he covers almost all beats, he does specialize in environment and health-related stories. Uh, And he has been covering the COVID-19 outbreak in Sikkim. So, Pankaj, what made you return home? Probably the call for a good journalism back home, I guess. Sikkim needed some good journalism. I guess that's the main reason why I wanted to come back and get my own flavor uh, of understanding about my state. And that's the reason why I'm back home here for the last four years. Right. And Shraddha, you are at home, even though you're based in Delhi right now, you're in Kalimpong, right? I'm so jealous. I have stopped because of the lockdown. So, yeah, I think it's, it's been for me, it's been a blessing in disguise. Indeed. I'm quite so, yeah. jealous of you. I wish yeah, I was absolutely. at home right now. Yeah, yeah everyone <laughs> is, you know. Okay. So, uh, shall we begin with some bizarre news stories? Yeah, I think so. You want to go first, Shraddha? You know, I think, obviously, I don't watch so much of TV. Like, I don't watch TV at all. At, even uh-huh. the, at least the TV news, okay? Yeah. So, but some that day, I, do, I don't remember which was the day, but it is so surprising that even in this period when there is mm-hmm. pandemic, it's almost like, like a crazy situation. But our mm-hmm. news channel do not, their obsession with Dawood Abraham is so real, so real. <laughs> like, you know, I think, I don't remember which channel was it, but they... Almost they ran an episode about how Daud Ibrahim could be dead because he and his entire family had caught COVID. You know, yeah, that, I remember I that. Mean, there are important issues to look into, right? And imagine, imagine the kind of other times I can understand, right? Like they yeah. don't find fodder, but but during this period, it and and and, and I think that was the period when migrants were traveling, and mm-hmm. you know. The, Things yes. happening right, like, like, right, and it was. I think the lockdown was still on, or something of that sort. But yeah, it is just, just amusing. True. TV channels just stop, cannot stop amusing me. Like every other day. <laughs> In like fact, that. just yesterday, yeah. so we have something called uh, News Laundry Prime Time, right? Where uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of us, all the News Laundry people, we get on Twitter and we watch uh, TV news 
during prime time on Tuesdays and uh, we post our uh, whatever we see right so yesterday uh. i think it was republic bharat and the uh, anchor he was saying chini chini sipahi chamgadar ka soup pe ke aaye the like basically he meant uh, that in you know, chinese soldiers drank bad soup and came to the lac so we oh have God. stuff like that on tv news in india i said like but i don't know why people watch it yeah it's it's just i amazing. guess um, they watch it for entertainment i guess <laughs> yeah probably yeah so pankaj what's your bizarre news uh i think uh, everything to do with covid is currently a lot of it's quite bizarre in its sense like yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think the bizarrest of news that came to light here was two i think uh, concerns that dealt with sikkim mm-hmm. one was i think uh, there were two people who were supposed to be taken to a facility quarantine but mm-hmm. apparently they got down at uh, one of the junctions here at devrali boarded mm-hmm. a taxi went to the town did some shopping and <laughs> then went for the <laughs> yeah that's like the bizarrest of it that oh, happened God. it's on police record though and uh, he was facilitated by a driver i mean uh, the taxi driver who oh. actually you know got the information that these two uh, folks were behind him on right. in his taxi are actually from quarantine some are, are to be taken to a quarantine facility oh my god he actually right. informed to the police officers and he was given a very privileged paid quarantine for himself the taxi driver uh-huh. <laughs> wow nice Yeah so uh, I think for the longest time people back at home in Darjeeling and Sikkim because there were uh, I think Sikkim especially there were zero cases right so I think people were a bit laid back if I'm not wrong No actually the when the lockdown actually initially began hmm. people were a lot serious they were very much into the game you know what is going it's like a coffee mm-hmm. you know what is out it's all the desolate city streets and everything but right. I think once the covid cases have actually started and it's like lockdown 5.4 right now right huh. or is it unlocked yeah. unlocked so yes so confusion unlocked yeah. exactly yeah. so given that scenario i think with 12 positive cases supposedly in the state people are actually uh, making daily routines of their lives going about street doing their major thing probably visiting a restaurant where oh, even wow. though they are not really taking a lot of people in but yeah right. it's a quite normal scenario right now now that the covid cases are on the rise here so the opposite has happened Yeah. Uh anyway, so my bizarre news story is related to the Delhi riots which uh, recently have come back into news because the Delhi police has been filing charge sheets. So the most bizarre thing uh, I found Yeah, yeah. And the most bizarre thing was uh, you remember how Amit Shah talked about the chronology samajhiye yeah. during uh-huh. the ca and yeah, rc thing yeah so delhi police has really taken that word chronology very seriously and in yeah, the yeah, chart, yeah. they've got they've mentioned like a chronology of events like i think for 1500 words or something a very detailed report right and the most bizarre thing is that in this chart sheet hmm. absolutely no mention of kapil mishra uh, the bjp guy who went to mochpur and uh, he uh, made that very insightful speech 
uh, it was almost like a threat that if you yeah, guys don't kill the protesters, exactly, and yeah. yeah, exactly, there was a police, uh, there was yeah. a cop standing right next to him. So uh, there is absolutely no mention of this guy in the chart sheet, which is very, very strange to me. And um, okay, now that we're talking about Delhi riots, uh, listeners, I want to remind you that we have a new News Laundry Sena project. Uh, news Laundry Sena is an initiative by News Laundry where our readers contribute to a story that they want to hear. So the latest one is where our reporters Basant and Ayush, uh, they're currently working on this investigative report on how robust and fair the Delhi police's investigation into the riots have been. And uh, many of you might know that people like Safura Zargar, uh, who's from Jamia Millia Islamia University, she's a research scholar, she's pregnant and she's currently in jail and the charges against her, uh, against her are uh, organizing a chakka jam which as far as we as Indians know is a very legit and widely used form of pro- protest, right? So, protest, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there are others like those Pindra Thor activists uh, who have been arrested several times, but absolutely zero mention of Kapil Mishra anywhere. So uh, Delhi Police's charge sheet has raised many questions and we want to get to the bottom of them. So please, if you want to hear this story, do contribute. You can go to our website and under the News Laundry Sena section. All right, so let's get started. Yeah. Uh, Shraddha and Pankaj, can you can we begin by uh, telling our listeners about how many c- cases there are currently in Sikkim and in Darjeeling? So what uh, I'll give you actually no the issue I'll explain give you a context and then I'll give you the numbers. Sure. Okay. Please. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, what happens here is I'm sure everybody knows about it, but mm. for Darjeeling, Kalimpong, Kershaw. Hmm. and Siliguri, hmm. the, the facility of testing is just one, right? The yes, North Bengal Medical North College. Bengal. Exactly. And e, yeah. Yeah, irrespective of whichever part you are in, so obviously there is the district health center at every place, hmm. right? Hmm. So they collect the swabs and then they send it, but obviously that the result takes time to come, right? And because so it's that all is going why, to one place. Uh, one place, right. Huh. And then obviously they are also overworked with it because hmm. the North Bengal Medical College is not only handling Siliguri, Kalimbong, Darjeeling and Kershong, they are also handling Kuch Bihar, Jalpai, Guri, and I think even Sikkim, right? Hmm. Yeah, so Sikkim that way is not the number, the growth in numbers in our places are very, it, it, it's, it's a gradual process, okay? But Hmm. To give you just a rough idea, I think uh, Kalimpong was the first in the yes. entire, like Kalimpong right. was the first to have a case, right? Where the right. Uh, where the lady expired, right? Yes. And yes. after that, all her uh, things, all her uh, family members tested negative, uh-huh. right? They were in the quarantine and they tested negative. So yeah. right now, mostly the cases that are there are of people who have come from outside, yes. right? right? Like mm-hmm. Delhi, Bangalore. And mm-hmm. and to just give you, I don't have a collated, uh, because nobody releases it, okay? Frankly speaking. Exactly. Here. Neither so, the DMs do it, yeah. neither the uh, block block does it. it. So there is no clarity in it. But, but what I know of is, I think Kalimpong has around 10 to 15. I'm okay. just giving you an approximate number right. up because right. I'm not very, because they don't release a consolidated data, right? I, I am told Darjeeling is also mm-hmm. on that situa- situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even Kershong is, I, Kershong must be a little lesser. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but that is how the figure is 10 to 15, 10 to 15. And, and most of the people, uh, here, what has happened is even those who have completed their quarantine, right? Like huh. 14 days, right? And after 14 days, obviously, a swab is going to be sent, right? And yeah. so since the swab results are taking time, these those people are 
have been put under further under like you know obviously right. you cannot let them uh-huh. so they are also uh, still under quarantine so technically here quarantine is looking like almost 21 days 22 okay. days kind of a thing like okay. that so yeah no no b- b- release of data so exactly. and then it so there is yeah so you absolutely you right uh, you know uh, because even i was looking for the number of cases in dodging and it was so difficult to find official figures yeah, so uh, yeah. the last report uh, i think this was 7th of june uh, mm. there are currently 32 active cases dodging in kalimpong hills yeah, and yeah. Uh, i think dodging town has one uh, the first case i think yesterday or day before it was yeah. reported yeah yeah that's what and, i heard uh, there thought, are three yeah. uh, positive cases from naxal barrio also yeah right. i think the yeah that crazy yeah that the problem is that only even the dms don't do it neither exactly. the block division does it you get to know from somebody it's like that okay pankaj what is the situation in uh, sikkim how many cases do you guys have and uh, what's it like uh, we'll get to the testing and all of that bit later but uh, just give us an update on the cases um as for the report that was uh, this morning uh-huh. uh from the state health department it's 12 cases Mm-hmm. uh three of which were tested in as uh, i think shraddha also mentioned uh, it's north bengal medical college they tested mm-hmm. three to be positive amongst i guess 1711 that uh, samples that were sent overall mm-hmm. oh. since the beginning i think so mm-hmm. uh, sikkim started with its lab pretty recently it's like uh, end of may that we started our own uh, uh, it, it was just inaugurated but i think uh, in terms of testing they, that must have begun last 10 days ago or something so since then okay uh there been like nine positive cases that have been detected in the state uh, viral lab okay and uh, one is through trunat making it a joint total of 12 initially our dependency was mostly on north bengal itself because mm-hmm. we didn't have a viral lab right up till the i think uh, end of may also properly uh-huh. it's just started right. so north bengal has been instrumental in helping us this way all the samples used to be taken every yeah. morning and uh, ferried in a, a police escorted vehicle taken to north bengal but uh, the problem with north bengal that they faced later was i think it was the backlog that was created because there was so many and uh, the weirdest thing was uh, suddenly the government released data saying that uh, there was like a huge backlog right uh, yeah, if i'm yeah. not wrong i don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. correctly but uh, then suddenly the west bengal government said okay all the backlog has been cleared which is yeah. great but um, strange uh, i mean how so that it- happened the the backlog has been clear and uh, but the numbers are not there na so at least even if it is not positive huh. people have the right to know now what is negative so yeah exactly. that is the transparency is zero only what what can you expect exactly so this is uh, this is a major problem uh, like uh, transparency in government data related to covid is becoming a huge problem in the northeast like recently also i spoke to some other reporters from the northeast and even uh, like including arunachal and assam and they had the same complaint you know the lack of yeah. data which is making it very you difficult know, but, for uh, but also i i think in this yeah i at least for darjeeling kalimpong and kershong i think the uh, gorkha territorial administration authorities could do something but i don't think so they want to do something like that they can do right because so, obviously they are the ones responsible authority absolutely. because the decentralization bit absolutely. of it but they 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 also i don't think so they've done much like in that sense just exactly. daily health bulletin will help a lot at least you can 
fight the whatsapp forwards no like mm-hmm. the rumors on mm-hmm. whatsapp all the yes but yeah they absolutely. don't want to do it yeah. exactly so. and th- that's the that's the bare minimum that they could do uh yeah, but we <laughs> just yeah. take out numbers and give it so uh, first uh, i mean we've just started the conversation and we already know that there is a huge uh, problem when it comes to testing like now sikkim has a uh, its own lab for testing but until uh, like may end of may all the <laughs> samples were se- being sent to north bengal medical college uh, from all over darjeeling sikkim and north bengal like i think north dinajpur has the highest number of cases right cases yeah that's what i have that's what yeah. i have also heard yeah so apparently the percentage of growth in the number of cases in north bengal is almost twice higher than that of west bengal in the last one week okay okay so we know that there are no testing labs in the darjeeling hills hmm. um how many covid care hospitals are there oh i don't think so yeah so patients have to be taken down to siliguri is that taken correct? yeah yeah they they take yeah yeah they uh, the district health centers like huh. about cc if for kalimpong i think the kalimpong hospital there are people responsible for it who who ferry passengers because i think the first woman was also taken to uh, because she was critical so the one who died in kalimpong she was huh. taken to uh, Siliguri even for that though it was initial phases but then mm. Kalimpong did not even have a quarantine center you know like right. they were not prepared in that sense then once that case came in then that is how they made one of the quarantine centers and right now i think people are kept there only so yeah okay. it's it's that bad you know the though all of us who come from the region will be aware on how bad and how poor the health infrastructure yes. is in our yes, place yes absolutely but i think this has just you know amplified in that sense of the term like that yeah it's 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 just it it makes people realize that you know where where you are living at so it is it's pretty bizarre in that sense of yeah. the term and you people don't want to do anything also so that's mm-hmm. again amusing So, yeah. Right, right. Pankaj, what about Sikkim? How many COVID healthcare facilities are there currently? Uh, there's one devoted hospital that has been devoted as a COVID hospital. That's uh, so Thutup Nangil Memorial Hospital in Gangtok. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm actually barely a couple of uh, hundred meters away from it right now, and uh, okay. still it's like a secluded location. The hospital is still functioning with its day to day activities that reach from the OPD patients to you know okay. those coming in uh, every day. All so those, uh, so they like completely separated is there a separate uh, building or yeah. something in the hospital that no, is No it's a separate uh, it's a separate entry to the building that I has see. been designated for covid I uh, see it takes uh, the uh, I mean the patients are uh, directly to the 8th 9th and 7th uh, 8th and 9th uh, floors of the building where it's a devoted covid section for now but uh, given the scenario that's uh, slowly I think it's on the rise as per over the lockdown and i think uh, in due course of time with people being more concerned uh, about their health i think there are more cases coming in which are right. non covid related and those right. cases need a, a lot of handling now even exactly. though there's uh, there are covid cases happening uh, mm-hmm. inside the same hospital so mm-hmm. uh, there is a proposal that is making rounds uh, that could lead to the state having two of the uh, alternatives one is uh, the stnm hospital premises mm-hmm. is quite big it's been uh, you know it's been dubbed as the second aims in the northeast or something like that but, i see you know, the, i see you know the mm-hmm. infrastructure is so huge so big okay okay right? but mm-hmm. uh, the structure is big but uh, the facilities inside the hospital are still something that lacks so 
what they are trying to imbibe upon is uh, more towards another section of the hospital that will be only covid related i see but developing that in due course of time because the viral lab took us like four odd months uh, to complete a whole structure right. for a hospital to be set up again it would be a you know catastrophe uh, given this particular scenario right now exactly. i think right uh, and apart from it i think uh, there is also some form of proposals that is making rounds is the is the central referral hospital here uh, mm. that's run by manipal it's private piece mm-hmm. which has like 500 odd beds uh, at its disposal so mm. that hospital is currently being flooded by uh, all these patients who are being uh, you know referred down to the uh, uh, the private hospital mm. the government has actually stated that they'll be taking taking and handling all the payments for the you know there are the low strata of the people but okay. uh, there is no notification or anything that has been released right now and uh, i spoke with uh, the you know the school, the uh, public relation officer of uh, the hospital a few right. days prior and uh, they were saying it's a haphazard situation that's the word he haphazard kind of a situation where all mm. the people in the state are actually heading towards down to manipal but you know the treatment is still something of a problem because uh, surgeries mm. can't happen no major uh, operations can happen uh, a mm-hmm. devoted treatment is something that is not being catered to patients are mostly right. coming in and probably getting out on the same day because probably the patients also don't want to linger on in the hospital yeah these are the non covid patients you're talking about right non covid yeah so that is that is uh, become like a huge problem even in delhi i mean in spite of the two uh, like you know months long lockdown uh, we've recently we figured out that we're still not prepared you know it's uh, the situation here yeah. itself is so bad and this is the capital of the country Uh, so i really wanted to tell our listeners that uh, people who live in the northeast they um, they have a huge problem when it comes to uh, any healthcare facilities like anything major that people suffer from any major operations you know proper treatment we have to, because of the lack of health facilities in our region we have to go to bigger cities and uh, this has been and this is only being highlighted right now during the covid situation but this is a this has been a problem for the longest time and uh, i don't think the government has done much uh, so far right i mean when it comes to uh, making like a proper hospital or uh, you know healthcare facility at least sikkim government i think it's still uh, doing its own thing but when it comes to darjeeling even though the west bengal government uh, gets so much revenue from the darjeeling hills from the treaties timbuti and tourism uh, but still you know there's barely any uh, development on this front uh, now coming back to uh, the covid situation so um, i wanted to ask like for the longest time we had really uh, low cases uh, all over the northeast right even in sikkim like from uh, we had like zero cases for the longest time and then suddenly now the cases are going up um, obviously one of the reasons is the migrant uh, you know movement uh, people coming back home and leaving and all of that but uh, are there any other reasons see i think all the 12 positive cases that have come to light are these are people stranded people who are elsewhere across the country itself i think we have now four five six 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 cases from delhi uh, yeah. there could be uh, around i think two two to three two cases from mumbai a uh, couple of more cases is uh, from uh, bengal and odisha so making mm. it a grand total of 12 uh, even people coming in from hakimpur of their stranded for mm. like uh, months at a stretch and uh, finally when they actually made their return back home they tested positive mm. so right. uh, that's uh, that's exactly what's happening right now in terms of uh, i think uh, 
with re- with regards to covid but non covid related uh, i mean not related to the standard scenario uh, mm. there is no reason for uh, people in sikkim to panic over over the longest period during the course mm. of all that lockdown that we had for months mm. right uh, there were no mm. cases here uh, and even right now it's not a cause of concern that uh, and apparently all the people have been mentioning that sikkim was pretty safe until it Mm-hmm. decided upon bringing its people back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a mm-hmm. huge political argument that went through with regards to it yeah. uh, as to how the facilitation was being um, monitored right. and everything because right. the state health department here um, mm-hmm. um, the director general dr pempa chiringuchia he uh, mentioned uh, to us uh, not very long ago that uh, the embargo that the health department wanted on number of people coming into the state was at 200 per day Right. but uh, the state evacuation cell which was responsible which was a constituted committee that came mm-hmm. into existence during this whole lockdown period itself mm-hmm. they facilitated close to 856 people from delhi through the shramik train on one go and all those mm-hmm. 800 people had to be brought back to sikkim mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. can't be left at silguri who's going to keep them at silguri right yeah uh, so when they had to be flooded in and another bunch of people or another 800 or people coming in from uh, bangalore 200 mm-hmm. 300 or people coming in from mumbai so mm-hmm. all those we put a pressure on quarantine facilities to a great extent exactly. mm-hmm. and it's in these quarantine facilities itself where all these cases have actually been detected also uh, the first see. case when it came to rise i think uh, this was in rabongla in south sikkim mm-hmm. uh, the panic that generated over the first covid case was so bad that the you know uh, the volunteer uh, catering services that were huh. uh, helping the quarantine facility at that point yeah. is sealed off they they left oh, wow. the premises and they didn't want to cook for like a, over two days or something the whole wow. district, district administration had to intervene counsel them how it's safe for them to still carry out work but right. on the contrary what uh, these large number of people has uh, actually paved the way for sikkim is the peat quarantine facilities the peat quarantine mm-hmm. facilities are mostly in hotels and mm-hmm. hotels were actually not in business for the longest period of time mm-hmm. do have a business of some sort at least uh, at around 1100 rupees per day for per mm-hmm. page that's how things are I running see. right now. see darjeeling kalimpong also i think uh, the most cases are people who te- are testing positive are the ones with travel history right mm-hmm. but uh, i believe uh, recently there was a case in uh, i am not I'm, i'm forgetting but it it was either in samthar or nimbong okay, okay. so she was uh, one of them was uh, obviously she traveled from delhi so that was fine but there mm. was uh, the there was a patient who mm. was uh, who was a tb patient right mm. Mm. and uh, and with apparently with no travel history just mm. that uh, she had uh, she was admitted in the hospital for some point of time but that was mm. like several mu- like a month or so back right mm-hmm. so that there is no clarity on that bit on how that uh, how how did she happen to test positive so that that, that is one case that i am that sounds a little uh, we, uh, you know there's no clarity on that and also the ones in kalimpong the the civil defense volunteer uh, the civil police no that you know of yeah. so they the, so she was i am not sure whether they had a travel history or not so mm. but apart from these two 
I think you can call it one of the rare cases as such. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, others are mostly with the uh, mostly who've come back and right. who were stuck due to for again like you know people had gone for medical help and then right. when they came back they that's how they contacted and that's how it has happened. So yeah, it's mostly Kalimpong and Guru Bhutan and these few places have now few containment zones and all right. So that way most of them are the ones with uh, travel history who coming back home. Right, right. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's what I, I was reading about it. Like uh, in uh, Dajing and Kalimpong, people who were coming from red zones, they were sent into home quarantine if they were not showing any symptoms. So that could so, be see, yeah, the, one there of the was reasons. This, yeah, there was this entire, you know, when that initial period started, when the first uh, Shramik train started coming and even huh. before that, Right. So you know, it is not difficult for anyone to travel from Calcutta to uh, Siliguri, right? right it's it's right. hardly yeah. like a ten, twelve hours journey. Yeah. So yeah. what was happening was obviously, and people were desperate to come back. I because uh-huh. considering the situation there, people were yes. out of money, out of job. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so e- even before the special stomach train which GTA facilitated and all that that started, there there were people coming in and. And then there was no monitoring, right? People were just entering. People were just coming. And that was the point. And in my village also, I was very flustered because every time I would hear that somebody's come, somebody's come. But like, mm-hmm. you know, compared to what a village is, compared to what a city is, village mm-hmm. village life is different, right? Absolutely. You yeah. really cannot have that entire system of having a home quarantine, you know? I know. Because yeah. you, we, we, it's a very social kind of a place. You exactly. Cannot, there's no new your community it's very community oriented yeah 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 so that way is you know then then uh, there was like uh, we 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 were very worried and i was because i was also specifically very flustered in right Mm -hmm. so i i I, and 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 you don't know exactly right when you who do you actually approach and who do you actually Mm -hmm. so i pulled my strings here there and and then I was like, you know, you need to do something about this because at least have a regulation, like huh. until because you know how a government f- f- the system functions, right? Until you don't <laughs> yeah. have anything in written with a signed yeah. uh, kind yeah. of thing, nobody is going to abide by it, right? Mm-hmm. So I pulled strings here and there, and then and 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 I, after that, which I also got to know that you know the doctors, resident doctors, had raised an alarm over this entire home quarantine kind of thing. Like they were not very because. It wasn't a kind thing you can, it is not possible in our kind of a community, no? Yeah. So that is when GTA decided that, you know, people who are coming uh, will be placed under some sort of quarantine, not essentially home. Hmm. Uh, so, and th- that is when the, the, the decentralization process happened, hmm. when GTA when the gt from the administration it moved from the dm to the mm. uh, to the block block mm. then to the panchayat and panchayat mm. then handed over to wow. this samaj you know right what like i don't know how to explain to that like yeah. right so that is and so in every place i think it's it's an rwa system in delhi no like right. a particular place there is the resident welfare association so uh-huh. in, in yeah. our place it is called samaj so that that is when the responsibility when it passed on to them then then each of the samaj decided that you know okay we will have one designated center as a quarantine mm. and we will place people mm. there when they can't return and once we get so that is how but so you know it really took time for people to realize it 
the the process of getting back people had already started it, there wasn't mm. a mechanism in place mm. and then gt also came up with a guideline kind of a thing right. so so you know that for everything it took time to actually figure out on how they are going to do and what they are going to do yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so right now i think uh, because the the, the influx has already happened so now i think yeah each of the community has on their own and with the help of the local panchayat yeah. they figure out they are going to do about it i i heard in darjeeling but like in sikkim there is there are these uh, hotel or like paid quarantine thing but i'm not I very no. i am not sure but you know like how many people are actually availing it because yeah. you know i understand right what are what are the kind of people yeah. who are returning back exactly uh, exactly you know yeah. people who have actually lost their jobs and they, you cannot afford for the like a hotel mm-hmm. paid for mm-hmm. yeah mm. paid quarantine is something right. which is out of the reach so yeah right uh pankaj job what has been uh, what has uh, it been like in sikkim has it been way more structured and systematic when it comes to dealing with uh, people who uh, people who are coming back home from uh, other places including uh, red zones no actually the numbers uh, when it was less initially Hmm. it was a pretty organized affair uh, but I once see. the numbers actually started increasing and people thought this was the only option wherein hmm. you have to log into the state portal and hmm. through it uh, is the only way where you can be facilitated to come back to the state because i see uh, i i have been covering news uh, with regards to the evacuation cell also and they told hmm. it as the rambo style of uh, coming back to the state See, Rambo style okay. here. Being people I mean. have no idea who's coming. People just turn up at the borders and they claim themselves to be from Sikkim. I see. But uh, it's also actually uh, highlighted a glaring concern huh. for Sikkim is, uh, which is actually pretty newsworthy, and it's been making rounds here for the last whole week. Is uh, a case with regards to one young girl by the name of Shushpita Subba. She was okay. she's a twenty-year-old who used to work as a sales girl in. uh one of the uh, local brands here uh, hmm. i think it's a national brand not a hmm, local hmm, brand hmm. so what happened with shushmita subha and her family was uh, she has a family of four uh, she has a younger brother who's 12 uh, both parents okay hmm, so hmm. they reached silguri at around eight, uh, i mean uh, romfu at around 840 at night uh, that hmm. was on june 6 hmm. no june 2nd june 2nd so since hmm. then uh, what happened was uh, uh, when she came in there was no record of her uh, in any of the documents that the uh, district magistrates and the police uh, deputed at the borders were handling and uh, mm-hmm. when she inquired uh, that she has uh, she had actually made uh, the uh, you know the went through the portal and did her registration huh. come huh. back to the state it was learned that sikkim is only taking in those people who huh. have a, a voter id card a sikkim subject which is the, of the erstwhile uh, chogil uh, right. region Right, right, right. Yeah, and right. Uh, the certificate of identification, which proves uh, any uh, Sikkim is to be a p- part of India or Indian, right? I see. Along so this Sikkim. is why Aadhaar card was not valid. I think I read it somewhere. Yeah, I, I wrote Sikkim is not accepting Aadhaar card or something like that, right? Yeah. So we're not accepting Aadhaar card as a medium to take in residents. So I that see. girl ha- oh. is till today, as we speak, also she's still stranded at the border. Okay. Oh, uh, the first oh. two nights, she actually resorted to staying in one of the. makeshift meat shops that was uh, right across the border oh our whole family God. stayed in that uh, shanty kind of a you know uh-huh, location uh-huh. for two nights and later they were facilitated by uh, one person who was pretty popular across the national highway region he is called pire bubu bubu uh-huh. being brother here so okay. uh, this pire fellow he actually uh, 
he he actually he was the good Samaritan in this case, and he actually uh-huh. hosted his uh, family, irrespective of wow. them, them being tested or not. Wow. Taking their concern into mm-hmm. right. somebody who's across the border, who's got no concern for those people, who doesn't know those people, uh, is actually showing some form of humanity in his angle. True, but true. the authorities mm-hmm. here at our end, and even the politicians, mm-hmm. are making mm-hmm. a game out of this whole scenario because Aadhaar is not a residential proof. What the argument they are putting across is. Uh, I think just last month we had a case where uh, there was a Bangladeshi national who came to Sikkim and who had valid Aadhaar card and everything. And so that's just one. Uh, I think uh, one case that came to light, but that doesn't. Uh, I think undo all the efforts that have. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Aadhaar card a valid document, right, across the country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember this reminds me of uh, I think a month ago. No, uh, I think Delhi government had related uh, there was some tender or some something of that sort, some official document that or ad actually that the Delhi government had released, and they they uh, mentioned Sikkim as a separate country. Yeah, they clubbed it with Nepal and Bhutan, right? There was a furor over it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I mean, I am pretty. I feel pretty sorry for the person who has, was actually, you know, suspected yeah. that uh, the case. But it was yeah. it was actually not his fault at all. True. Because True. the fault actually lies in the union government itself. Because indeed, I think none of the documents, uh, even in the Home Ministry and their websites, which should be updated at 2020, 45 years since Sikkim got its, uh, you know. Uh, Sikkim merged with uh, yeah, uh, India. Yeah. Uh, there are documents yeah, that date yeah. back to 1968, uh, hmm. all of which date uh, Sikkim to be part of those three countries uh, on the eastern side. That that, wow. that is Nepal, Bhutan, hmm. and Sikkim, and that's how hmm. the whole situation dealt. And I think the right. Union government jumped into the equation. I think I read a Twitter hmm. handle of some BJP uh, hmm. top leader, uh, you know, condemning the same act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It's it's actually uh, an amendment that should be brought by their own government. Absolutely. Right. Right. Telegram just played with that sort of same document that was in the union government, but right. yeah, that put things in a perspective, and uh, the politics with regards to the same took a different turn here uh, because there were people. I mean, the the those in the government, the chief minister went on to condemn the st- huh. stand. Uh, we put a question on the ruling party, if they were ruling Sikkim Krantikari Mocha party, uh, huh. that if they were they would actually propose or you know go after a memorandum or some yeah. sort of an understanding with the union government. And make these amendments. Yes, But yes. There was a there was a different party who actually jumped on the line that if Sikkim was never a part of Sikkim all, I mean, never a part of India all along, we actually have the privilege under the Article Three Seventy One Act, which protects us, to go back as a country. These are like very big remarks that are made at the national front, right? Anyway, the uh, Shada coming back to Darjeeling, uh, how have obviously the tea industry was. Already in shambles, you know. Even before this, all of this happened, it's doing so badly. My, you know, my dad, my dad also is a tea planter, <laughs> so I yeah. know, you know, the, it's really bad. The situation is mm. quite bad, and this uh, this pandemic must have uh, made it worse. So, what's going on? Uh, like, is there any? Um, I really want to know if West Bengal government has extended any special relief package for like tea garden workers. In the middle of this pandemic, and has no, work yeah. returned? No, I, no, nothing, right? Work has because I remember. I think it was when the second lockdown was 
lockdown 2.0 or lockdown 3.0 was a little relaxing huh. then the tea there was these official notifications of people were opposing where the tea gardens were a tea garden workers were asked to return back to work right yeah. so yeah. i yeah. think for them it's 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 nothing i think now they are i think they are back to work and i don't think so there's been a, a relief packages or something it's like you know people NGOs, organizations here and there, who's been mm. helping, like you know, mm. it's civil societies and huh. individual groups who've been right. coming together and providing relief and yeah. help packages. Yeah, I don't think so. There is a, anything Not. being substantial that has come from the state government, which that is I am shocking of, considering so. the num- amount of money they make from the tea industry in Darjeeling. So also, also tourism. Like I just read recently that the Darjeeling Hotels Owner Association uh, had decided to suspend uh, uh, operations during off season, but now they've reverted that order. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people are very happy yeah. that tourism yeah. will re- return to Darjeeling, and apparently Darjeeling, Kalimpong, and Doors tourism supports around fifty thousand or more jobs. A section of the people are obviously happy, but what does this mean for Darjeeling, which is already, I mean, we already know that there is no health infrastructure at all. Like every, all the COVID patients are having to go to Siliguri. Testing is happening in North Bengal Medical College. Uh, there's absolutely nothing. So what does this mean? Like, since the, the entire decentralization process happened and responsibilities being given on, uh, given to the people, right? People of huh. the community. Huh. So. i think it is not no one and considering on now what is happening because mm. of people coming in and all that mm. so i don't think so they are this the, the the entire revival of the tourism industry is going to happen anytime soon i don't think so people are so uh, scared and so petrified that mm. you know they don't want to i don't i am not very sure that they are go, uh, going to allow tourists to come to darjeeling hills anytime soon at least yeah. like till there is something concrete like you know the the covid curve is like flattened i i don't think so that is going to even right, co- right. happen right uh, now yeah. i think with what the hotel industry agreed on is because the the authorities i think uh, decided on some relief something of that sort that is where but i for me right mm. now looking at the situation i don't see tourism industry you know economy reviving anytime soon and mm. considering the kind of uh, the lack of healthcare that is there in our place that is not even an option to think about because we cannot cater to our people how are we going to cater to outsiders exactly. if anything exactly. happens to them once they are here exactly you know exactly. so that, that and that actually you right about uh, people being concerned because you know my my parents uh, my family is currently in siliguri they uh, went there for my grandmother's mm. treatment like in winters and after that they've not been but now mm. they want to return right and um, mm. they just heard that our neighbors who are, who also like they were in the uk or something but they have a house right our right next to our house in koshong and apparently they came back all the way <laughs> and they were uh, forced to return to siliguri because uh, the uh, villagers from montevideo like uh, the locality that i'm from they mm. refused to let them come to their own house which is uh, quite yeah, shocking yeah you know that this is also this is this this is another problem in our place it's, mm. it's fine right like you know there's been a decentralization the people have been made surveillance like i have been been made part of the surveillance group but you know th- sometimes uh, what happens is another 
the obviously i i know everybody is worried and all that so that rationalization bit of it na goes out of the window so yeah, you know that yeah. way is uh, yeah. this is this is also another major issue here like yeah. but i don't know it's like now individuals are trying to address it but yeah this is yeah. a major 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 issue so it's like community surveillance is has its own pros and and cons also the it's, true, it's true. there you know so even, uh, this is being think... a major problem Right, right. Even uh, I think two nurses who are from Darjeeling. I think one is from Tindare, one is from Lebong, uh, if I'm not wrong. And uh, they were both working at uh, North Bengal Medical College, and they were treating COVID patients, and both of them tested positive, right? And after that, they suffered from so much social stigma. Like their neighbors refused to, you know, one of them had like a small child, and they, she wanted somebody to take her child, and the neighbors refused, you know. so yeah that is also become a major problem is that the is it the same in sikkim um, pankaj so sikkim has this uh, scheme that uh, resonates as a chief minister's uh, scholarship uh, program hmm. and uh, based on scholarship scheme so based on that there were like uh, i think 56 students from various parts of the country probably inclined more towards the northern side of the country huh. studying in uttarakhand and all these places and even rajasthan So huh. there were these school students who were who had to be ferried back home, huh. and this was in the initial phases of the lockdown, nearly huh. like three four days into the lockdown. Huh. So they had to be facilitated uh, at a place called Assam Ningze, which is hmm. uh, roughly like thirty minutes drive from Gangtok. So hmm. they were uh, placed in a very secured uh, facility. It's uh, for cooperative uh, society of uh, different cooperative union. Uh, hmm. They had a uh, premises there and. Uh, uh when these uh, 56 students were housed uh, inside that premises with twin sharing facilities and everything mm. that uh, evening when these uh, students were brought uh, the whole of the village actually gathered in front of sikun uh, you know creating a ruckus and a, a chaos kind of an environment uh, urging yeah. the authorities that you cannot have a quarantine facility here you cannot bring covid oh god so yeah. that started the buzz but mm. uh, the good part about that uh, scenario i think coming in very early into the case uh, this not much of stigmatization that is being uh, surrounded with uh, people right now yeah people did hide their travel history uh, uh. went back to their home but mm. people acted like this village police kind of a situation uh, like, people yeah. were actually informing the subdivisional magistrates about the scenario I where see. somebody is actually travel from foreign country or maybe or even uh. the other parts of the country uh. in india itself and uh, when they came in i think they were informed the authorities and keeping away the stigmatization and i think it's uh, meant uh, it's it's actually generated a better solution I wherein uh, it's actually get you know, the informations are going through the authorities and they have mm-hmm. been adequately being facilitated in in the quarantine facility right so right. in terms of stigmatization there's not much that big of a fear but yeah fear do engulf in many mm-hmm. rural areas i think mm-hmm. uh, i visited west sikkim yesterday where mm-hmm. two cases sprung up in kyongsa near gezing So, wow. Okay. Uh, so what happened there is like uh, when we were traveling back, uh, I sh- I stopped at a, a little pawn shop. I mean, a roadside shop, and when mm. this woman, um, she was so concerned about her place uh, if the virus were if the virus. Mm. I mean, the positive cases were from her place. Mm. So there is that fear inside the people, but mm. still they have this uh, you know the belief system wherein. Uh, they say that uh, probably Sikkim has been COVID-free for uh, it was COVID-free last year because people in the inside the state are not infected. Uh, it's the mm, people who are mm. coming in from yeah. outside the state who are infecting the state. Mm. So it's a clear-cut uh, mindset for the people. 
Right, and right. That actually helps us in fighting back in a great deal also. So any person who's coming in is either directly taken to the quarantine. It's the quarantine's mm. concern if uh, somebody turns up as positive, and uh, adequately that person is uh, shifted to the hospital and treatment uh, treatments are done. However, we do lack in one particular concern, which is kind of big right now because I think the first COVID patient, he he his case came through around May twenty third, twenty fourth. I'm not mistaken. So. Since then, I think he spent almost three weeks now in in the hospital, in the isolation ward, taking all the treatments. But his viral load is still not coming. He survived the thing so far. But when the first case is not being cured, I think that's where our concern should be on the more medical side. Rather than being worried about all the stigmatization that could happen or follow through. Right. So, uh, okay. I think now it's uh, time to wrap up. So, my last question for both of you. Um, since uh, this is news laundry uh, i have to ask you this what do you think of big media's uh, coverage of the northeast region uh, and you can take this one by one like shraddha you can go first you really want me to answer this yes of course <laughs> it's important yeah okay so uh, you know i i am also part of that same cycle right but yeah. i think uh, right now i'm in a position that i you know i i cannot have like major decision make i don't have the major decision making powers and not mm-hmm. so i think being in a, since i worked in several newsroom right mm-hmm. so uh, even the people inside newsrooms huh. do not have an idea on what diversity what what northeast and our area is about so mm-hmm. that, since that is the reality the representation mm. of it also comes in that manner in our yeah in yeah. the print media yeah. right like so it, it's just that and 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 by far it's it's just you uh, the people from the community gets highlighted for certain only specific things like i don't want to right now point out what where and what huh. are those particular things but all of us know on what kind of representation happens right and and yes. we are of the least 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 concern provided there is like a huge kind of a thing like you know uh like uh if there's like when in i think when recently when shillong was had come to when when the riot had happened right and mm. because there was a community outside you know like a sikh community involved and 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 the indigenous and, a, and an mm. outside community being involved mm. so you know that that kind of a thing so it, mm. it takes a lot a lot for our issues for the issues of the northeast to be highlighted it's it's yes. just i can't i matlab yeah it's just it's just a small thing somewhere see for that matter yeah that recently what has happened in assam the oil yeah it's true, huge true, right true. it's huge yeah it is it is yeah. nobody i apart from what the incident reporting that is have been happening imagine the kind of environmental damage that is happening but exactly we, we, we do we, i don't think so anybody any one of us have de- like devoted like an entire page on to say ki see boss this is this is going to be bad this has this is going to have a very like implication far and wide later also but yeah it's just like small somewhere you know so it's it's, yeah. it's like that and i don't know what is going to change me being a part of the system i don't know what is going to change how is it going to change yeah no obviously i mean uh, 
uh, I think that has to do with representation. We need to, you know, big big media houses need to hire more people from the region to un- to even start understanding it. And maybe only then we'll see a change. But uh, that seems like a very far-fetched, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Uh, and what about you, Pankaj? What do you think? Uh, so I think I begin my day every morning by going to Google uh, typing it as Sikkim News in the you know the section where, where yeah. I search for it, and uh, uh, there's a flurry of news that do come through. But those mm. flurry of news, even right now, it's a it's an active example. Anybody, mm. any of your listeners, even you right now, if you just go to Google and write Sikkim News, mm. I think the concerns for uh, the national media is only with regards to how and when China actually has some action taking yeah. place. Places yeah. like Arunachal, yeah. Sikkim, you know all mm-hmm. these bordering mm-hmm. states. So. I think even right now we're in that Google page, if you look through, I think mm-hmm. there are eight to 10 pieces of, by different media houses who've covered the whole Indo- Indo-China, how mm-hmm. that particular Indian, uh, mm-hmm. I think, uh, 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 army officer was, uh, or army, uh, I think uh, the soldier was pretty instrumental in retaliating back to the uh, the Chinese authorities or, yeah. and everything. Like a bad super thing you mentioned. Uh-huh. Earlier, <laughs> yeah, that kind so, of stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, so the, the glaring concern for uh, them is m- mostly inclined towards only China, whenever, yeah. any, whenever it does happen, right? But away from it, I think right. there are so many representational stories that need to come. Sikkim wanted to bank on its, uh, uh, I think you you were going uh, about the tourism scenario in yeah. Rajiv, right? So mm-hmm. even that scenario, Sikkim wanted to bank on its obituary status and that mm. would have uh, made a huge tourism booster. And if it's not uh, tourism, or if it's not uh, China or uh, something to do with a border dispute, we barely make it to the news. We never actually go beyond, I think, uh, Bengal also for our news. That's very true. Yeah. So I think that's a grim reality. And yeah, as you mentioned, I think more representation of people in different media houses uh, could be something that could be worked upon. Like, uh, I mean, if you look like big houses, like I I recently got a call from a correspondent from BBC, wanted Mm. to know something that happened in Manipur. He forgot that I was from Sikkim. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think it would be actually better if you keep somebody who's like a Northeast Bureau chief for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to the end of our podcast. And this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah. So let us finish off with some recommendations. All right. Off late, I have been doing a lot of Netflix with my mom, right? So I think <laughs> okay. yeah, just, to, just to be like, you know, just to de-stress yourself. Huh. I, the, I recently... Just day before, I watched a very nice series. It's a Netflix original. It's called Chippa. Okay, everybody should go watch it. It's such a cute, adorable oh. uh, film. Yeah, just go watch it. I think that's okay. what I can give you right What's now. What's it yeah. about? Can you tell us a little bit about? It's it's it's, it's about this uh, young kid born in these uh, like you know in the streets of Calcutta, and it's a it's about his journey on trying to read a letter. Uh, by his dad but it is written in Urdu so it's his journey on how he's trying to figure out like 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 you know somebody could read that letter for him so it's a beautiful journey and such so well you know so well shot and such and the kid acts really really well so I think all of you should go watch it because it's it just helps you it just makes you happy it just it helps you realize like oh you know you don't need too many things in life to be happy so yeah <laughs> right thank you so much radha pankaj what about you 
if I have to make a recommendation, I think I watched Last Dance recently. Mm. That's a great series to watch. I mean, the all the all the things that were going behind Phil Jackson's mind and you know the whole basketball scenario. I think uh, given you guys are also from Darjeeling and I'm mm. from the whole of Northeast, all of these regions, we had this uh, cultural trend that uh, engulfed us uh, in the late 90s to early 2000s where everybody was a basketball fan. Yes, also, yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had this whole scenario. Everybody used to it. dress like that also, no? remember? Yeah. 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 So, so the way that our culture actually started and began from is where the story is for, I think, uh, last night. Michael right. Jordan taking the central role in the whole scenario. Chicago Bulls was something we never knew also. Like a Bulls jersey, and uh-huh. number 23 on your back and uh, you're you're like a hero everywhere right you go about yeah. so there were so many names so many uh, i think icons that uh, generated for us i'm no basketball fan i'm not a big basketball fan uh-huh. also. but for me also it was like a you know it's a whole different kind of a knowledge or education get, that came through through that game and where it all started is through that particular i think uh, season for the last uh, since 1992 when it began for uh, the Chicago Bulls. That's a great yeah. story that they've uh, put it so well. And until Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jordan actually retired also. Right. So, uh, I think that's that's something I would recommend everyone to watch. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So my recommendation is um, this goes out to anybody who likes writing. Uh, it's a book called The New Well-Tempered Sentence. And it's by this woman called Karen Elizabeth Gordon. And it's this really, uh, like, I think this book has some of the best sentences I've ever read. It's really funny. It's like, you know, for the grammar Nazis, <laughs> uh, it'll help you get become a better writer. So, uh, you know, it teaches you how to use punctuation and how you can use punctuation to an- enhance your writing, you know, because we, um, most of the time when we're writing, we don't pay attention to punctuation. Yeah. But uh, this book shows you how to use it with really funny sentences. And... Uh, Okay, so, so the, I didn't read out the whole, uh, the entire name of the book. It's called The New Well-Tempered Sentence, A Punctuation Handbook for the Innocent, Eager, and the Doomed. <laughs> so I think oh. everybody should uh, get a copy and read it. And listeners, if you like this podcast, if you liked what you heard, please rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you're tuned into. We also have a bunch of other podcasts like Hafta and Awful and Awesome. Better the rating, more the reach, and that means more subscribers, and that in turn means better content. So please do write to us at contact at newslaundry.com with reporters without orders in the subject line. And you can also leave your comments on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and um, yeah, we would really like to hear your feedback. And with that, this podcast is adjourned. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.